This is the Souls of San Francisco podcast by Souls of Society. I'm Dijon, founder of Souls of Society. Each week, we connect with a member of our community to hear their story and get to know them better so we can strengthen our community bonds. All right, well, just to start this off, I'll say that I'm sitting here with um, Levi Felix. Is your last name? Yeah. Levi Felix, and he is the creator of Camp Grounded. And uh, I found out about Camp Grounded because almost everybody in my community has been or is somehow affiliated. Um, they do digital detox and they just focus on people disconnecting from technology so that they can connect with each other. So I am going to Camp Grounded this year and I'm super stoked about it. So I wanted to sit down with Levi um, and just hear about his life. He's been through a lot. He had a brain tumor that you said you're you're taking the last pill for it now? Yeah, so I, f- I finished radiation yesterday and I take my last chemotherapy pill tonight and, um, and then I'm done for treatment for about a month which is pretty awesome um, but Dijon was just asking about like how long we could do the interview and I was like well I've got to have dinner by this time so I can take one of my pills by this time so mm-hmm. then I can take the chemo by this time so I can be in bed early so I don't feel the effects of the nausea which I haven't felt except for the first night that I took it mm-hmm. um, so I think Anyways, I, I was like, let's just start the interview now because I'm talking about <laughs> my treatment already. So I have a question. <laughs> you were saying that, you know, you're obviously very attentive to your diet and your sleep schedule and your medicine schedule. Were you like that before about your health and wellness or was it just kind of random or what was your situation with that? Well, the whole thing is kind of a cosmic joke because I started digital detox and camp grounded because I was seeing the world and not paying attention to their diets and not paying attention to uh, their presence and their ability to be around people. And so I started these programs to get people to be more connected with themselves. And then over the course of those four years, of course, you know, then I'm working, you know, 15 hour weeks again and I'm, you know, eating, you know, at two thirty in the afternoon and 10 30 at night. Um, and so it's, I laugh at it because it, it took me to, to get a tumor to now have normal me- meal times and to watch my sleep cycle. And I even got a Fitbit, which is like ironic because the guy who started digital detox is now tracking his sleep cycles and to make sure he's walking enough. Mm-hmm. Um, because now I'm realizing how important, you know, if, if you're not well, then you can't do anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's been this whole funny process to like, now I'm, now I'm tracking my stuff and 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 eating healthier. I'm on a ketogenic diet, which basically is a no sugar, no carb. It starves the cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm eating three large, heavy, fatty, meaty, saturated uh, fat taro ghee influence meals every day. You know, like basically I'm eating like five, six, seven thousand calories a day. Why? Um, so. They, they say that cancer, I have a glioblastoma, um, which is an astrocytoma. So my brain is itself the tumor. And um, if you eat sugar and carbs, the, brain, the, tum- the tumor can thrive. And if you don't, it can't thrive. Mm-hmm. Um, it can't live off of, fat, off of fat. 
saturated fat. Mm-hmm. So what you do is you limit the amount of carbs you take, which turn into sugar, even fruits, and you take as much and put as much um, saturated fat and 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 other proteins in your body, and then you hit it with all the herbs. And so that's what we're up to. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah, now I'm taking like you know fiber and multivitamins and mm-hmm. you know green tea and I'll be hitting turmeric and echinacea and all the all the things that like right. surround your body with basically like this force field of is that the same thing or related to alkalizing your body so it's interesting because alkalizing your body you know for cancer is important but for brain tumors it's not as important because it's the blood brain barrier you're not dealing with the other the rest of your body mm-hmm. so drink i drink lemon water every morning you know I, I drink, I take some stuff with, you know, from, for, with some D vitamins and such, but it's not as critical for a brain tumor as it is for someone who has like another form of a tumor. Okay. And we're doing all the things, right? you know, like every sort of alternative medicine we're hitting up right now. Mm-hmm. Right on. So, <laughs> so maybe take me back to the beginning of this um, adventure and... <laughs> You know, maybe like the week leading up to when you found out and then like kind of what played out. Yeah, I mean, well, I think it's, I think it's important to talk about how like, I mean, first the community, I just want to like thank the community who've, who's responded to when we shared initially about what we're, we're going through and what campground and digitally talks are kind of pushing out and, and how over the last year, the community itself has like self-organized mm-hmm. and like, it's been just magic to see people do their own thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it, yeah, I just, just really beautiful and I'm really grateful for everyone who's listening to this or anyone who, who, who reached out like 600 people reached out mm-hmm. and like gave to like a you caring website mm-hmm. and it's just insane. Um, but yeah, basically like, it was, I want to say, February 11th, we threw a Valentine's analog dating party. And it was like 500 people showed up, and we had a, a fake dating app on the wall, like an analog dating app where people could make their profiles. And it was like hilarious. And Marty O'Reilly played, and there's all kinds of music. And um, yeah, it was at, it was at the, 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 Somos, or the Soma, Soma Street Food Fair, I think. Yeah, it was. Mm-hmm. Um, my short-term memory is not that great. So that was on the Thursday night, um, basically before the Wednesday when I when I got the MRI. Mm-hmm. And I was having migraines and just not feeling 100% well. Um, and uh, looking back, like, I'd probably been having symptoms for 10 years, 5 years. Um, but yeah, so then... Basically, long story short, ended up in a primary care doctor's office after thinking I had migraines and then um, ended up getting an MRI and then ended up getting a phone call saying, go to the hospital immediately. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wait, what? And they're like, oh, yeah, um, you've got something in your brain. Mm-hmm. So next thing I know, I'm in, in uh, at UCSF. And they're like, oh, yeah, like there's something going on. I'm like, oh, here we go. Mm-hmm. Next thing I know, Friday, I'm in a in a, a doctor's office with kind of the, one of the main um, brain surgeons at UCSF, 
and he's telling me, okay, we're doing we're doing MRI on Sunday, and you'll be in surgery on Monday. So within five days, was mm-hmm. in surgery, and yeah, I spent seven days and six days, seven days in the hospital, um, and then caught out, and it was profound in the hospital to eat my first meal with my right hand and have to train my brain how to use my body again mm-hmm. and like open up an orange for the first time. It was like I was crying in tears because the taste of the orange was so rich. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, so hold on. So, <laughs> so going back to, uh, you know, you got that information and they said, we're going to do surgery next week. Like what, what was like going through your mind? Like, were you scared? Were they like, you had this chance to live or like, you know? I mean, before the surgery, they basically said, they said, you have a brain tumor. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're going to take as much as out as we can. Mm-hmm. And I was like, let's fucking do it. Mm-hmm. And like, literally, like, I was, it was the weekend of Wisdom 2.0. Mm-hmm. And we were supposed to do a bunch of things there. And I ended up, I was supposed to host a Shabbat dinner at this you know this special space and anyways we ended up just having our friends over to the airbnb and like 30 40 people over the course of the weekend just came through and it was like this super healing pre-experience i skyped with ram das really yeah ram das and i skyped for like 25 minutes do you know him um yeah i mean through friends but yeah, yeah. i mean um the idea is he's gonna write the forward for the book that i'm working on cool um because it's basically the be here now of our generation. <laughs> I think I remember you telling me about that. Like maybe you got the book deal. Was it like a year ago? I was writing writing the proposal a year ago. Okay. So the crazy thing is the Friday that after that Thursday night, after that um, after the analog dating night, I was pitching a, a publisher and I came out of the publisher's meeting with my, after my, with my agent. We had lunch and then I went to the car. Mm-hmm. And I went blind in half my vision. Mm. And that's when I first was like, whoa. And I called Brooke, my partner, and was like, I need you to pick me up and take me to urgent care. I think I'm having a stroke. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah. So the, the book is, is still in the works, but we're kind of put a pause on it until I'm basically after June. Right. Um, but, yeah. So, so, yeah. So, like, I Skyped with Ram Das and, like, super, super healing going into the – you know the surgery with like the mentality of silliness and fun and Mm -hmm. um yeah i can't i I can't imagine going into going into a cancer experience with like fear Mm -hmm. it would just set the whole thing up for i think for failure right so yeah going into it it was it was fun (laughs) like it was scary but like all your friends are around you and it's just like oh this is it's all going to work out. That's awesome. That's a testament to the uh, community you built. I mean, yeah, it's, it's been, it's, like I said, it's been touching, like, like emotionally touching on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. Like, like people just send stuff our way and people send ridiculous text messages and mm-hmm. people like send notes like, and they don't even leave who they're from. And it's like, Oh God, amazing. Mm-hmm. So, that's great. So then you get the surgery and you came out and you were, you made it through and you were having to reteach yourself how to like use your body and your muscles. Yeah. I was like in the hospital with occupational therapists and they're like trying to, well, 
they're trying to get me to, to, to walk. Or no, occupational, they're trying to get me to talk about what I do for a living, mm-hmm. which is hilarious because they're like, so what do you do for a living? I'm like, what do you, how do I explain what I do for a living? Right. I'm like, I'm like, I get adults to forget about their worries and to remember what it feels like to be fully alive. Yeah. And they think I'm just making shit up. They yeah. think I'm crazy. Right. You know, and so like, by the end, I'm like, okay, I need to stop being so like, you know, so off the wall and just tell them like, okay, I run a summer camp for adults and I do the digital detox. But, right. but yeah, I had to relearn how to use my right hand, how to like lift my leg. I had to relearn how to walk. Like it's like in the movies where they hold the back of your gown and they walk you down the hall super slow. Mm-hmm. It was three days of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and your butt's hanging out. You know? It's <laughs> like, it's crazy. It's totally wild. And when you're in it, you don't realize it. It just feels normal. And you look back. Yeah. And it's also like, it's interesting how movies have influenced our culture and communication because like I have reference for that experience because I've seen it in a movie before. Right. So I like feel like I understand or at least can visualize what that was like for you. Whereas like before that, I would have no idea. I'd just be like, oh, really? You know, like, what was that like? But I feel like I have some idea of your experience, you know? Yeah, like the radiation, no one knows what that's like. Yeah. So we made it, we we're cutting a video together. We did like a five video shoot um, of the radiation. So I can put a cut online and be like, hey, everybody, here's what radiation looks like. Mm-hmm. It's only four and a half minutes to seven minutes long. Like, that's it. And you wear that mask. Yeah. Yeah, we'll have to take a picture of, of that. Yeah. It's, you wearing that. It's, I mean, it's, it's pretty wild when also coming out of radiation and, or just being in radiation and like meeting people like every day, a restaurant, a waiter, some guy at a surf shop, some guy in Golden Gate Park walking his kid, like whoever, they all, like there's every single day someone who has a sibling or a cousin or someone in their life or who, who's had brain surgery or, or some form of brain cancer. And then there's someone, or they have a friend, or or, or a cousin or a relative, like who's with them in the moment, mm-hmm. who is like an oncologist. Mm-hmm. It's just crazy when once the door opens, right? Just like everything, like oh, you're a musician, oh, you're a musician, oh, you're an artist, you're an artist. It's like once the door opens and the connections open, you find them everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's insane. Mm-hmm. And the serendipity of like Brooke, my partner, like. She went to nutrition school for the last two years. Mm-hmm. So, like, she's perfectly set up right. to, like, help me, like, fight this thing. It's totally nuts. Yeah, I feel like, at least in my experience, I've noticed that the intensity of things has gone up. But also the synchronicity of things and, like, the way we, it's evident how much we need each other, you know, to, to kind of complete the circle. And how you said things that come up do seem to be lessons, right? Like... You created this thing to strike more balance for people. And then in doing that, you became somewhat unbalanced. And then this happened to rebalance, like, you, you know? Uh, and it's not the first time, like, the first time I had a, I had a small tear in my esophagus mm-hmm. in 2009. And that's when I quit and went traveling with Brooke. Uh-huh. And then, like, we came back. And then it was um, basically started this organization. And then it was, oh, well, I had shingles at some point. <laughs> what was the tearing your esophagus from? They don't know. 
okay. just life saying, hey. Just chill. Chill, chill, chill. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And then, like, at some point, we ran a retreat. We were on the way to run a retreat in Cambodia a few years ago, and I got shingles because I got sunburn really bad. So that made me slow down for a week. Mm-hmm. And then I got this brain tumor, which was, like, the ultimate slowdown. Yeah. And then, like, four weeks in, I get seizures. Which then were another like, hey, dude, you're still not in control. Because yeah. the day, the, that first week of radiation, I was like, oh, I got, we got this. We got on top of this, right. you know? And then it was like, no, you're back in the hospital for two nights. So it's like, whoa, slow down. <laughs> like, you know? Um, yeah. I feel you, man. Yeah. Yeah, I was, I was talking to my buddy yesterday, and he's like, I'm like, how are you doing? Or two days ago, we had dinner, and I was like, I was like, how are you doing? He's like, he's like, I need to slow down, man. He's like, I just can't handle that anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm like, slow down before you... Yeah, before you get made to slow down. Yeah. 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 So you say you're on your your last day of pills, and then how long do you think it will be before you're like feeling like normal again? The docs say... From a few days to two weeks. Mm-hmm. So basically like two weeks from now uh, is the what Thursday before session one, mm-hmm. which is awesome because mm-hmm. <laughs> um, we're going to come for session one. Sweet. Um, like we're definitely going to come session one. It's just a matter of which days and how many days. But if I'm feeling normal and good, which like, I got off the table yesterday and they were like, the, radi- the radiation therapists were like, you, you don't look like you're fighting a tumor. They're like, what, what's, what are you doing? Right. And I'm like, well, I walk three miles a day and, you know, we eat this healthy diet and, and they kind of, they know what's up. So, and my, my, my radiation, like oncologist, he's like, he's like, dude, you look like surprisingly really healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, so yeah, so session one, that's the idea. Um, and then we get the prognosis, the midweek session between session one and session two mm-hmm. of California. And then, you know, if I'm feeling awesome and the prognosis is good, you know, I'll be there second session. Um, that's, that's awesome. And, so, and, and I, I live day to day. Right. So it's like, I don't know. We'll see how I'm feeling tomorrow. Totally. So, you know, you were saying that, you know, you were surrounded by a community and, before you're going into surgery and, and you wanted to go into it like with as many positive vibrations as possible. But, you know, I think fear, like think at least thinking about, you know, what happens if it doesn't work out, like were you ever in that headspace? I mean, there was not going into it, you know, and there was a moment, there was a moment on, so I was supposed to get out Wednesday or Thursday, Wednesday night or Thursday morning, mm-hmm. like it's normal, you know, two nights, Monday night, Tuesday night, maybe a third night in recovery. Mm-hmm. I ended up not getting out till Sunday because my, I had major brain swelling in the hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there was a moment, a two day window when they had me basically like my brain swelled up really big mm-hmm. and my dad, who's a surgeon and Brooke were in there and they looked at the signs. I was in the ICU and they were like, his vitals are off the charts. Mm-hmm. And they called the, you know, got the, the called, got the guy, the main surgeon there. And he's like, holy shit. And so he flooded me with mannitol, which is, uh, basically it drains your brain. And they gave me 40 milligrams of steroids, which is like 
a significant amount of steroids. Mm-hmm. So there was a, a two-day window when I was pretty lucidly um, lucidly and not lucidly having my experience where I was on another planet, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had a moment where my buddy Yaakov, who's the most Kabbalistic and amazing like old friend from college who was in town. Um, he's there at like one in the morning, Wednesday night or Thursday, Thursday morning. Mm-hmm. And he's holding my hand and praying and saying, just saying, like, he's got this prayer and he's, prayer book and he's just like praying as hard as he can. Mm-hmm. And he's here from Israel. And um, I look at him and I come to and I'm like, Yaakov. The dude abides. <laughs> and he's holding my hand and he's crying his brains out. And I, this is the moment when I let go. Yeah. It was this moment I look over at the nurse and she's sitting there doing stuff on her machine and there's another nurse resident there. And they're just keeping me kind of in shape. And I look at him and I kind of release. That was the moment of the release where I, where I said, you know, I might not make it out of here, but this is the moment that's if I let go, it'll it'll make it easier for them to do their job. Mm. And then I woke up that next Thursday morning and had the orange, and it was the best orange I've ever had in my life. Mm. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. So I don't like I don't feel any fear in your field. Did you not undergo fear in, in the course of this whole process? I mean, like last night, Brooke and I were laying in bed, and I was like, I was like, what is that? What do you, like? What do you feel about this? And we just like had like this conversation. About, like, what is like? What's going on? Mm-hmm. And it was, you know, there there is fear. There are moments for sure every day where I'm like, oh man, this is real. Mm-hmm. Like I could maybe not make it out of this. Mm-hmm. And then there's some like not so much pity, but more just like, ah, oh, this isn't that fair. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, and maybe this tumor that I've had for since I was born basically made me who I am and made me possible to experience all the experience that I've had and maybe this tumor has been the thing that's made like me have a di- like different abilities or capacities than other people have mm-hmm. and it's facilitated me to have crazy adventures because I'm totally nuts or like you know and so then it's like oh that turns into gratitude pretty quickly mm-hmm. and then you're like okay that's a good shift so and I think it's important because people think you shouldn't have pity or shouldn't have fear or shouldn't be upset, you know, and like I have cries in the shower, you know, as long as I remember, as, as, as many times as I, as I can remember to, you know, like right. in the shower, just letting myself cry. Yeah. Because um, it's important to release, but it's, I think getting stuck in a rut is what's dangerous. Totally. I think that's great perspective, you know, you, gotta, you can't block your humanity. Yeah. I mean, you have to feel what you feel. And then you have to move it along. Right. Yeah. You know, like if you have like a sore back, you got to recognize that it's that sore and have someone work through it with you. Right. And if it doesn't go away, you got to find other ways to get rid of it. Yeah. Yeah. So what's your, you said your friend came and he was, you know, the most Kabbalistic person, but what's your relationship to spirituality or religion or death, you know, all of these things? I mean, that's a, I think that's a whole podcast in itself, but 
I think that for me, it's it's relevant though. Yeah, I mean, I mean yeah. it's 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 all. I think that like I'm excited like now that like, out of come coming I'm coming out of radiation and chemo a little bit and having a little more mental stability because also like over the course of the six weeks or treatment like you start feeling the effects you don't realize it, and you're like oh yeah I'm kind of my memory's not as great as it was three weeks ago mm-hmm. that'll change um but the idea of like coming out of that and starting to do some of like the practice like I've been meditating every every morning and ideally you know in the afternoon or at night or I just lay in bed and breathe um and you weren't doing that before not like as you know religiously mm-hmm. I guess as you'd say now um but spirituality I, I I would say, like, there's things from, from my background um, that have surfaced. We've done Shabbat every Friday night since my surgery mm-hmm. just as a way for us to just do Shabbat. And it's brought our family and, our, and like, Brooke and I and a bunch of our friends together. It's been really special. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been talking about, like, rapping to fill-in, which is also a, um, a Jewish tradition, mm-hmm. which basically you put a box on your, on your third eye um, and it has the prayer that says we're all connected in it. It's a Shema Yisrael and which means like everything is one. We're all one. Mm-hmm. And then they do this wrap on your arms, which which leaves a mark for your day. Um, it's like the it's like the, the the a string tattoo on your arm, and it spells out Shaddai, which um, I'm blanking on the meaning of that. But it's there's some things that are within my my own past that I'm like oh I, I can bring those back as my rituals mm-hmm. um, but yeah I think I think the biggest thing for me is just realizing that we're all significantly insignificant insignificant at the same time mm-hmm. and if we get caught up too much in like the big plans um, then we're gonna miss it like we're gonna like we're gonna miss the opportunity that we have to like really enjoy right now, mm-hmm. and I think that's happening faster faster than it's ever before. Like, it's it's tough to relax right now as a human. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, time definitely feels like it's speeding up. Yeah, I mean, time is time. Time is also its own little thing. Mm-hmm. Because um, our full time job now is just taking care of ourselves, so like every day is like super big, and then we're like, wait, what just happened in the last six weeks? Right. So yeah, yeah, we should, we could have, we could. So I've been changing my language too. Like instead of saying should, I say could. Mm-hmm. Instead of saying have, I have, I say yet to. Um, I said we could, we could have a follow up in like a month and talk about where my spirituality is then. Mm-hmm. Because um, I'm exploring it right now, uh, I had I had my Hebrew school teacher send me the Kohanim blessing, which is a priestly blessing. Um, which basically in in Judaism, there's twelve tribes. Um, the main like the main leader tribe was the Kohen, and that's my lineage. And then there's the Levites, which is the secondary, and then there's the Israelites, another ones who got lost wandering the desert. Mm-hmm. My Hebrew school teacher from second grade needle-pointed the Kohanim blessing, which is what the Kohen say at all the high holidays. On, and she lives in Israel. She sent us a needle-point of it. Mm. And, like, this beautiful note. I'm like, what? <laughs> My Hebrew school teacher from second grade? Yeah. 
So, sorry for looking at that. Like, it's, yeah. It's <laughs> yeah, man, your, your journey has been pretty inspiring. You know, just, I mean, pre, you know, cancer, what you created with Camp Grounded and the type of community you have. And, I, you know, I've been to the digital detox parties and the way people connect with each other. And then seeing your post about your experience and, like, the vitality and the lack of, like, fear that I felt emanating from that. Like, you were like, I'm facing this and I'm present and I'm centered. And I really respected that when I read it. But also, that's, like, something you write. So I figure maybe everyone has the chance to, like, compose themselves and write something from that place. Mm. But now that I'm in your presence, I can feel that your your being is, like, all in that place. And it's pretty, you know, it's a beautiful thing. I mean, don't get me wrong. I've got my moments. Totally, you know? totally. Like, you know, especially when, you know, when you're, you know, when you're like trying to find your words and when you're like a little irritable because of the steroids <laughs> and because you're not sleeping well and you know coming out of the hospital they wake you up every hour and a half to check some vital sign and to have you like you know put your arms out and say it's a beautiful day in san francisco yeah. you know so it's it's definitely like everyone's like yeah you, you look really like you look really good and you sound really good i'm like i am and right. i'm still like you know and that all that is comes from a place of truth, you know. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot we like we haven't shared yet, just because it's a lot. Right. Um, yeah, we're gonna start doing tiny tumor concerts in our living room. What does that mean? Like you know, tiny desk concerts. Yeah, yeah. But like instead, have our friends who are musicians, so we can do you. Sweet. <laughs> and just have like this compilation of like videos in living in our my living room. Uh-huh. Um, as kind of a joke, but also to raise awareness about cancer. And that's where we'll like show some of the videos or some of the photos and mm-hmm. some of the stuff about sugar and like mm-hmm. make it a place of like silliness, but also like music and art and also. Right on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, there's always another project. Totally. <laughs> um, so I'm wondering if, you know, since you had this kind of like hard stop in your flow did it give you time to like reflect on kind of like what you've accomplished and what you've built in your life so far? And like, how do you feel about what you've done? And like, what else do you want to do now that you're like, okay, I stopped and now I'm beginning again. And this is what I want to focus my energy on. Good question. I think, I mean, reflecting back, it's like, I, I, someone said, someone said, what's your prognosis, you know, and they give you a bell curve of how like long you have left. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of arbitrary because the average person who's got what I have, you know, I'm not them. Um, and so I coming out of it, I was like, you know, if I get five years, let's say I get five years or two and a half years, let's say I get six minutes, say it, say it, eight years. Mm-hmm. It's like, what have I done in the last eight years of my life? Holy crap eight years I've done a I've done a fair amount of awesome things right I was like if I get eight more years ten more years hell yeah five more years hell yeah if I got five more years of optimal health mm-hmm. and then got hit by a car or drowned or something mm-hmm. or like stoked mm-hmm. like super super grateful for the work I got to do at Coscast which was like I worked for the guy who invented opt-in email marketing 
and then he wanted to help use his money to help nonprofits raise more money for themselves because their technology was so bad. He didn't think they should be paying for the technology. Mm-hmm. So I got to work with like hundreds of the best and biggest nonprofits and celebrities in LA mm-hmm. and create viral videos with Ben Stiller and Shakira and like did that, yeah. you know, and then worked, did some stuff with the Obama campaign. Uh-huh. And then I got to like, you know, go travel for three years and live on an island in Cambodia and like live on a farm in Thailand and like, like got to get hit with, uh, with tear bomb gases from the Israeli army. We stayed at the Fatah refugee camp uh-huh. just to see what that experience would be like. Uh-huh. So like all these gnarly like, lived in, uh, on a Bedouin red, like the red sea for 10 days, just like all these experiences that Brooke and I have shared together. And then coming back and starting digital detox and then like having people say, that's a crazy idea. You know, it's a bad, what are you talking about? And having it be kind of become the, the one of the biggest concerns now, 2016. Right. And then Camp Grounded, which we started as a joke. Like, let's do a summer camp for a And then it was like a real thing. And now there's this massive community of people who are like doing it themselves. Uh-huh. It's just like, like, A, super grateful and stoked that all that went down. Uh-huh. And then now it's like, Oh yeah, what is what does Camp Grounded look like for twenty seventeen? Right. Like, what does the college tour look like? Because mm-hmm. we did a college uh, experience, and I, I taught in um, December at Reno, and then we sent the team to do like this big installation in March, mm-hmm. and it was awesome. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, what does a college tour look like for the fall and spring? What does it look like? to like do more music festivals, you know, like not that I have to do them. Like what does it look like to have an organization set up where you've got all these things? Right. Or do we scale back a little bit and just make like one or two big camps? But I think, I think this summer the team will, will step up and, you know, it'll form into something new. And then I, I get to write my book, you know, and, Honey Bear gets to be like the best camp director ever and like you know it'll just become this thing you know uh, and I'm not attached to any of it like Brooke and I have talked about like you know maybe we just get a small house on the on a coast or we find a farm to work on or like you know what does the next chapter look like for both of us um, which is you know a big question like, what is the future we want to live? Mm-hmm. Um, I've talked about, like, maybe I'll go get my PhD. So, <laughs> so all of those things that you just mentioned, like, what what is your ideal? I don't know. I mean, I mean I'm excited to, like, sit back in June and July. We'll probably get married in July or in August. It's been too long. Mm-hmm. Um, probably... Uh, so with chemo, you never know what's going to happen with your sperm. Mm-hmm. So we'll probably do some some form of um, sperm transitioning <laughs> uh, this summer so we can have a kid. Mm-hmm. But, like, I want to be a dad. Yeah. Like, I want to raise a kid. Yeah. Like, I want to, like, make music and art. Right. You know, so there's, like, you know, I want, my priorities have also shifted a little bit more towards music and art, you know. And, and that's what, that's in the end of the day at camp in Texas this last year, you know, I was in the band and playing music and everyone's like, are you the director or are you the drummer? So it's, slash. so it's, for me, it's like, 
support the team, check in with them, see what they want, mm-hmm. and check in with Brooks, see what we want, and then figure out what what we need and what society needs, what community needs, and how the whole thing can can develop. And like, I can't be stressed in the process because mm-hmm. I have to keep my stress levels down. Mm-hmm. Um, and novelty and new experiences are critical to my brain restructuring and staying active. So writing the book is also part of the process. Mm-hmm. It does seem like, like a blessing in a way because it forces you to be present it forces you to be healthy it forces you to be like in the moment and like humble in a way oh yeah it and like there's like stress moments even i'm like oh i gotta i i gotta do this thing with dijon you know i gotta <laughs> i gotta do this thing with, with my friend jesse i gotta do this. and i'm like well yeah i get to mm-hmm. like whoa imagine if like i ended up in the hospital today i'd be bummed right you know and it's like it's like no like these are great opportunities to totally, talk totally you know, they don't, they can become stressed, but then we can shift that into, so that's been an interesting thing for me too, is like processing how I, like what I get into. Right. Um, <laughs> how old are you, by the way? 31. 31. That's, you've done a tremendous amount in your 31. How old are you? I'm 34. Turned 34 in April. 33 is a big year. It's like the Jesus year, the Christ year. Yeah. And it definitely felt like that, where uh, I was just put through, like, kind of more emotional strain and, like, testing than I had ever been put through before. But it was definitely, like, a school, you know, like a learning time. And I evolved more in this year than I have in any other year. Um, 2015 or 16? From 2015. Like, from... 2015, my birthday, to 2016, my birthday when in April. Oh. April, April 8th. Oh, right. So just, you just had it. Mm-hmm. And a big part of it was, uh, you know, this relationship that I've been in with my partner. I feel like she's my, like, twin flame. And uh, in my world, there's, like, soulmates who are people you have that, like, special connection with. But they're kind of like uh, impetus for your soul to grow. You have very intense relationships with them, but they're not really sustainable because they are so intense, you know. And then, yeah. and then your twin flame is the person that you you can still have an intense relationship, but they're just kind of your mirror, you know. And that's the person you like learn and like stay and evolve with. And I've been going through that evolutionary process with this wonderful human being and. And I feel like we had cycled around to the same issues. And if we didn't deal with them in the best way, that it'll be like, do it again, you know, and yeah. like from a higher, a higher place. Um, yeah, and I, and I feel like I've heard that in a lot of people experience. And not obviously not everyone has cancer that brings this kind of awareness. But um, to different scales, I hear people having a lot of like awakening experiences Oh yeah, my my buddy uh, Divine Bradley, but he he goes by uh, Mister Love Bucks at camp, <laughs> and we saw him. He was in town this week. Um, he 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 
coined the phrase, or he, he has the phrase, creationship mm-hmm. instead of relationship. Nice. And he said it, and I was like, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, he's like, yeah, me and my wife are in a creationship now because every opportunity is an opportunity to create something together. Mm. Um, That's beautiful. Yeah, and I was like, dude. He's like, he's like, yeah, I think I'll probably write a book on that. <laughs> I was like, why has everything got to be a book or, or something? But no, it was, it was like, I was like, yeah, man. That's awesome. Yeah, I like the twin flame concept too. That's it's a beautiful way to think about it. So tell me about this music you're interested in playing. Like, what what does that sound like? Have you ever, have you already started making it? Like, well, I, I was a in high school. I was a soccer player. I was, I was a soccer player starting when I was like under like five years old. Mm-hmm. I played soccer till I, till I was well, middle school. I went to performing arts school. And then in high school, uh, I played high school ball and then Olympic development. Um, but in the process, I, I oh, had, Olympic development, you're pretty good then. Huh? Yeah, I mean, I was I was I was hustling. Yeah. Um, and my my coach was from England, and just like we 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 we, we trained properly. Right. Um, anyway, but through that process, I was went to a performing arts middle school, so I always had like music in my in my blood and mm-hmm. percussion ensemble, and I. I played, um, uh, people probably don't know this, but I played Sebastian in the musical The Little Mermaid okay. in middle school. Anyways, when I, when I busted my cartilage in my knee my freshman year, I was like, oh, shit, I need to play music. And I played drums when I was 13 years old. I had private drum lessons from when I was 13 until I was 18. Mm-hmm. So being a drummer, I had guitars in my house because my brother was a guitarist. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I could be a front man. So I taught myself how to play guitar on these videos that were in like the drawer of the living room. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so I started playing guitar and played. In high school, I was in a in a pop punk band, and we played Warp Tour, and we did like a whole battle of bands and all the things. Um, and then in college, I played a fair amount of. I decided I wasn't a frontman anymore. I was a drummer. Why did you decide that? Well, I met like a really amazing lead guy, <laughs> like a like someone who was like. I would call him Ani DeFranco meets Badly Drawn Boy meets Fiona Apple. Okay. And, like, a very, like, um, athletic dude, which is, like, an, an, a strange mix of music, if you know that. Yeah. Um, so I played with him in, high, in college, and we had a got a pretty serious band together, you know, and then, and then life happens again. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I don't know, in the last three years at camp, I would, like, when there's a drum set around, I'm like, Oh, I'm, that's my drum set. <laughs> I brought that, and so I play it. Mm-hmm. And so I think over the last three years, getting getting more involved in the music at camp became apparent. Like all my staff are like, are like, you started camp just so you can play <laughs> drums with all your favorite musicians. Right. Like you're playing drums with like, you know, with Graham from Whiskerman and from you know uh, from the, wild, like the kids from Wild Reeds. Like they're like, you just booked all the bands that you like to play music with. Smart. Um, <laughs> so and I've been playing the last year and a half two years in the Bay Area I've been playing more music with um, a friend uh, who's this kid Finn Kelly who runs he started the Go Game um, and he's an amazing Oberlin jazz player and he started his career was going to be music and then he started doing the Go Game so he was in a similar mental state mm-hmm. um, and he's friends with all the guys in the Jazz Mafia um, so we've been, a year ago we were playing almost every few weeks at his spot um anyway so i'm stoked to get back into music that was a long 
explanation. Things take me longer to explain now because uh, I speak I'm, a little slower. But I'm, we're here to get to know you, so <laughs> take as long as you want. Um, but yeah, so music, music like my buddy Bear, um, you know Bear Kate and these kids from the Burning Man world. Like yeah, um, my my partner Annie actually plays music with him. Oh yeah, so I've been, I've, you know, this summer played with him a bunch and just just playing. I'm just playing a bunch of music. So yeah, so that's my one of my main healings is getting back into music. Right on. So you you mentioned a lot of jazz stuff. Is that the type of stuff you're playing? A lot of what? Jazz stuff. So, I mean, my any basically if it's got a tight pocket, like funk, mm-hmm. hip hop. I just met one of the dudes from Hieroglyphics down the street like a few days ago. Cool. Um, and he's like, dude, let's let's throw a jam at this this surf shop. I'm like, fuck yeah. Um, but yeah, I'd say like hip hop, funk, I want to get more into jazz. I wasn't playing jazz recently, um, but hip hop and funk, um, kind of something with a, with a deep pocket or Afro beat. I love good Afro beat. Um, any, anything that has a pocket, if it's rushing, I'm not going to play. If you're you're pushing too hard, I'm I'm not interested. (laughs) It's got to sit back a little bit. Yeah. But like. You know, like Wolfpack. I don't know if you've heard of Wolfpack. I haven't. Uh, like, you know, they're... they're How do you spell v- that? V-U-L-F-P-E-C-K. Okay. Um, yeah, like, love that. Love those guys. What kind of music is that? It's like 1970s or 80s um, game show, like, backing band of, like... Uh, it's hard to, it's like, of like a, t, a TV show, mm-hmm. but like funky. Mm-hmm. Like they're playing like, these kids are all from, f- from music school and they're playing like some of the funkiest music you've ever heard. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're just geek, geeky Jewish kids <laughs> from, you know, just thrown down. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Some, I don't know, some, some of the music that we're out, that we're into now, like Dr. Dog, I mean, doc, you know, Dr. Dog? Yeah. They, uh, I knew them back in the day when I was in Athens. They used, I don't know if they're from there. They used to play there a lot with my friends. They're in a band called The Wigs. Yeah. Um, so like they were in the circuit, but I'm not. I'm not too familiar with their music, but I know of them. Yeah, like I mean, like Doctor Dog is one of our like one of my favorite bands. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we've we've recently also started buying vinyl because I don't. I'm not drinking alcohol. Mm-hmm. so it's like oh I can buy a vinyl record for 14 or 16 bucks of like my favorite band ever you know and own it and Brooke and I can listen to it on the couch yeah. and in 30 years from now if, let's say I'm not here uh-huh. she can like have the experience and connect it with us being right. on the couch and right. that's that and that is like just an amazing opportunity totally yeah yeah man I, I share a love for music with you also and there's a couple of cool things that maybe you'd be interested in one is um my friend has a thing called listening sessions my friend ian and what we'll do is we'll go over to someone's house and they usually have like one guy has a really great sound system because he like mixes music and stuff and you have four people that spin a set and a set is three songs that you pick out to play and you tell a story about like each song whether it's like your relationship to the song or how you heard it or like what it makes you think of or whatever you know like whatever you want to share 
so you get introduced to this new music and also like some personal stuff that a person is experiencing and uh, I also really enjoy listening to music as an activity which it sounds like you do also like yeah. not just as like we'll put music on while we cook or like like just sitting there and like being in the experience um, and being like being like discerning and intentional about it yeah. like be like oh now we gotta flip it right yeah yeah, I had a Laserdisc player back in the day, and that was kind of the process, too, watching a movie and have to go up there and, like, flip the Laserdisc over. Do you remember those things? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it's probably not as cool as a record, but <laughs> similar idea. Yeah. It's interesting. I was listening to um, Father John Misty. Yeah, I know him. And so Father John Misty's album that he came out with, it's recorded on 33 or it's around 45 or something. Mm-hmm. It's like, record, basically it's recorded on like not the speed it, sh- it normally would be recorded on, but it gets better quality. Mm-hmm. And each song has like an activity for it. So like in the record, in the vinyl, it comes with like like tools for the song. And it's like, it's shopping list for the song. It's like a bucket, a map, a pen that doesn't work. And then the whole list of, of things. And then... When you listen to a song, you read those, those things, and then you read how you're supposed to use them in, well, in the song. Mm-hmm. And each song has like this own experience. Mm-hmm. And we, the first night we opened the vinyl, we're all like, "This is this is this is real art, right? This is like true, true art, yeah. you know, on all sides." Yeah, um, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a cool experience. I was like, I've never experienced that before. Like mm-hmm. listening to a record and there's a, like an instruction manual, manual, and it looks like it's like a I don't know, like a food manual from the 60s. Mm-hmm. That's super cool. Like, dude, like, you know, you don't have to do that. <laughs> like, that's like excellent, yeah. excellence in, in performance. All right. Man, that's, that's something to think about. I just started playing. I just also decided that music was going to be the primary interest of my life, you know, this year. And uh, been playing with Annie and my other friend Keys, and we've been creating some great stuff. And, like, thinking about how to make it a more immersive, like, full experience like that is really awesome, you know? Yeah, I'll show you before you leave. It's, it's, we were all just like, all right, he's, he's got it. So what's the hottest shit you're listening to, like, right now? I mean, we really, I mean, I mean, we've always been into Dr. Do- I mean, um, sorry, we've always been into Little Joy, mm-hmm. which is a band that came out of 2012, no, 2008. In LA or out of Brazil and it's like one of the guys from the Strokes one of the guys from this famous band in Brazil and it's like this like super band which guy from the Strokes the drummer oh Fabrizio Fabrizio I love, he's a great drummer and it's and it's his voice oh he's singing too yeah and okay. it's it's anyway it's just this beautiful like surf kind of rock music and we've just I, we lost the album and we refound it. Mm. So we've been listening to that and we just got, a, there's, they have a side project from 2012 called Cavallo, which was also like, we just started listening to, which has been amazing. It's a side project of that group? Well, of like some of the people in that group. Okay. And they've come out with another side project. And I guess in Brazil, he's like super famous. Um, but okay. then he came to LA. The Strokes drummer. No, the guy from Brazil. Okay. okay. Famous guy. Uh-huh. I should probably know his name, but. I don't know, I'll blame it on the cancer. <laughs> but no, but he, um, yeah, I guess he came to LA and 
was like no one knew him so then he wrote this album with the, one of the guys from the strokes and some other character and so we've been listening to them this band called delicate steve that we discovered i want to say in like 2011 or 12 um at high sierra music festival I recently re-fell in love with them. Mm-hmm. Just just timeless music. You know, cool. some, some music where it's like, I could put it on for you and you're like, when, when did this come out? Right. Um, yeah, that's... And we've been, we've been fans of, of like Dr. Dog and some of these other character bands for a decade, almost a decade now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's, 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 it's interesting. And, and we pull through the, like, since the vinyl, we just like, get to like pull through and see like oh what are, we haven't listened to this one in a while mm-hmm. that's cool man so I'll, I'll check those out it was Delicate Steve and Little Little Joy Little Joy and Cavallo okay yeah and those are all bands that like haven't come out with albums in like three to five years right um, but like worth it mm-hmm. like definitely worth it right on yeah it's exciting yeah it's it's cool and it's cool to to, I mean connected with with what I'm going through it's like cool to, to like look back at music that was like short lived mm-hmm. you know that band might never come out with something also My Morning Jacket uh, anything that Jim James puts out I'm a big fan of yeah that, they have such a huge like cult following and I've never really listened to them like everyone in my high school loved them and I, for some reason I just never felt compelled to even like try to listen to them I don't know why I watched the the Bonnaroo like 2000 and something 6 or 4 documentary on Bonnaroo mm-hmm. and they played it and that was like I was like okay <laughs> it was, I was like it's 2002 maybe Bonnaroo they played and I was like okay I'm going in I'm, I'm in yeah. and then I saw them in 2006 or something at Coachella and I was like okay like but his 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 solo stuff is is brilliant. I'll check it out. It's it's overdue, and I love to listen to new music. So yeah, and it's like it's like I I've never seen Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. I've never watched uh, have I, the, Lord of the Rings. I've seen Lord of the Rings. Yeah, I've never watched the Harry Potter all the way through. Me either. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like people think I'm crazy, and I'm like, no, I'm just not interested in all that and right. then at some point I'll be like what was I thinking right, right. and it's all a distraction anyways yeah. <laughs> yeah I think at this point in my life um I still take things in but I'm so interested in creating you know I have so much that I want to express that like that's where my energy is going and I, and the same thing with time speeding up I also feel like we're in a accelerated manifestation like time portal right now yeah and just, like, if you set your intention to do something, like, it's just happening very quickly, you know? Like, the yeah. time between your intention and the realization of it is shortened as long as you're really focused. And I kind of want to take advantage of that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's super It's super fascinating that, I mean, I feel the same way. Yeah. Which I was, I was having lunch today with a friend in Presidio, and we were talking about ideas. He's like, do you ever stop talking about ideas? <laughs> And I'm like, I'll always talk about them, yeah. but it's a matter of when I'll do one of them again. Right. Because I think, I think like you, like you, t- you, you see it and you're like, and it's like, bam. Yeah. And all of a sudden, six months later, you're on like a stage somewhere showing a 
picture or video of, of something and you're like, oh shit, how did I get here? Totally. And I feel like, uh, it's really beautiful what I feel like is happening in my experience because I'm like you, I have a ton of ideas and there's so many things I want to do. And before I started souls, I was like, there's all these things and I was just like going at them, but not with much of a, like a regimen. And I just slowly realized that I needed to like centralize my energy and focus onto one thing to like see all the way through and like, in the process of doing that, I've learned so much and it's made me strong enough to now be able to take that like laser focus and presence and apply it to other things. So now I can do lots of things because I don't think about it as doing lots of things. I think about it as being present with what I'm doing at the time, you know, and just being like, okay, you know, like treat everything the same way, whether it's like making your bed or like cleaning up a mess, you, you all do it with like a certain energy to it right and if you just do everything like that then your whole reality is reflective of that you know yeah I hear hear that yeah so now I'm playing a bunch of music and I I can definitely relate I don't know how you feel when you play music but it's such a rush especially since a lot of the stuff I've been playing right now has been like acoustic like folk type music like I play the only song I really play is a Bob Dylan cover so I get up there by myself and, and play, and it's a very emotional song. And I, I literally, like, black out, kind of. like I'm, Did you play music before, or is this a new thing? I played guitar, like, in high school, but I didn't really ever sing. And uh, the, the exploration of my singing and musical talents has kind of come by accident. I mean, I'm very confident about a lot of my abilities as a human being, but, like, singing was definitely not one of them like playing music not really yeah. um but annie was would like push me to sing with her or sing or whatever and then she would be like you have a beautiful voice and i would be like you know thanks for being nice to yeah, me nice. <laughs> you know? um, but really <laughs> but but she was like no i'm serious and then other people would would like give me that same feedback and now um i can go up and play and my singing has evolved to where I don't even think about how it sounds really. Like when I first did, I was like trying to hit notes, you know, which I don't have any training. So that's not something I really do. What I try to do is, is speak or sing where I can feel energy like circulating around my heart. Right. So one thing I really noticed doing this project when I listen to people is you can hear how they feel about what they're talking about by where it's coming from in their body. So an example of that is like, if I were to get a phone call right now, it was my mother, like you'd probably be able to tell that without me saying, hey mom, versus like my partner, versus my business associate, right? Like people take different tones. So I try to just connect with the emotional experience of that moment and like sing from that place and I'm so focused on like connecting with my own experience that I don't have any awareness of like what's actually like going on outside of me. But it seems to resonate with people. That's great. Yeah. And man, it's a it's a trip. It's actually potentially better that you don't have training. Yeah. Cause I I was trained in choir in fifth grade mm-hmm. in a show choir and I was in a showcase. Mm-hmm. You know, and I was a performance art like snob and I had like this voice that I 
that I, that became mine that was my like character that you know and it was only until I came out of this surgery when I I started playing guitar a week or two later and I was like getting my fingers back yeah and I found my voice but it wasn't the voice I had in high school ah. it was like this newer softer higher more like fleet foxy like gentle ah. like a little more raspy mm. I was like whoa where'd that voice come from I like that that's one. interesting again like, yeah, I wasn't trying to hey everybody like it was this like yeah freer voice and I was like oh what the fuck did I do to my voice <laughs> for the last 31 years that's really interesting yeah that's cool man the moment you try I think unless you're like Jack White or something you know or whoever like you know it's, it's not there anymore right Recently got into Ryan Adams. I used, to be, I used to be really into Ryan Adams. And like, I was Brooks really into Ryan Adams and put Ryan Adams and I was like, oh, he just sounds like he's just singing. Mm-hmm. He's not trying. And that, I think, I think that's the magic when it becomes like, you know, like Graham Pastner and some of these kids who are mm-hmm. just naturally talented. Mm-hmm. You're just like, yes, don't stop. Right. Just like Marty. Yeah. Um, yeah, that guy is so talented. Have you heard the Wild Reeds? These are all kids who are going to be there. The Wild Reeds, now. I know Marty O'Reilly. Um, actually, Marty won't be in Cali, but he, but um, you know, you said you know, you know Marty. You don't know Wild Reeds, mm-hmm. dude. They're going to be there first session. They're sweet uh, and Royal Jelly Drive. Okay, but yeah, I know them. First session is stacked with good music. Nice, like, like that's also why I'm stuck with music. <laughs> yeah, man, I'm super excited. Um, yeah, so. Yeah, we'll play music then. I can't. Yeah, let's play some tunes. Do you have other tunes in your in your in my repertoire? Repertoire? Are you working on it? Yeah, we've we've actually written like four songs. So that was like one sound. Oh, I gotta cut you off. I gotta go to the bathroom real quick. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> part of, part of the medication is like me drinking a lot of water. Yeah, and the medication makes me like. Go immediately. It's like all of a sudden I'm like, I have to be right now. (laughs) (laughs) All good. Okay. After our post-bathroom break, Levi went and got his his pills. Is this the last pills? So, no, this is my three pill, pill up, pull, pill three times. Let me say this again. This is my like third pill moment of the day. Okay. I have like five moments of okay. pills. Um, so what I'm taking now is an anti-seizure medication, which I take in the morning and at night. I'm taking two Boswellia pills, um, which is 1,200 milligrams of Boswellia, which is frankincense, which is what they gave to the three kings. One of them brought frankincense and mirror mm-hmm. and gold, but gold is turmeric. Mm-hmm. So there's like the essential things to make you healthy. Mm-hmm. And then turkey tail mushrooms. Um, which turkey tail mushrooms are Paul Stamus's super-powered mushrooms, which help your immune system. Okay. So this is my 7 o'clock pill regimen. Right on. Here we go. I think that's like the perfect example of uh, how you're staying regimented to your health and wellness. It's like, stop what you're doing, take care of yourself, now you can keep going. Yeah. And there's like a, there's also like, you know... My next level is uh, 
two Senna pills, which is for anti-constipation, mm-hmm. and then a Zofran, which is for anti-nausea. Mm-hmm. And somewhere in there, I'll take about 100 milligrams of uh, cannabis oil, um, and then I'll take the uh, chemo. It's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. Yeah. It is what it is, I guess. And like most people who go through chemo don't do this. Right. They just take the minimal pills they're supposed to. And we're like, no, like I want to support my body right. like, as much as I can. Yeah. And I don't think I've ever been this hydrated in my life. <laughs> Water is very important. Hydration. Mm. All right. Thanks for your patience. <laughs> no problem. So... I know we've been about an hour, and I don't want to tire you out too much. Um, I don't know if there's anything else you want to share or that you're excited about for camp or, you know, digital detox camp grounded to just the evolution of it in the future. You kind of touched on that a little bit, but... Yeah, I mean, really, I, mean, I don't want to say it's going to be the last summer for camp grounded, you know. Like, my hopes and dreams are that camp grows i mean the community 35 percent of our camps last summer in north carolina and texas were filled with campers who had already been to one of the camps mm-hmm. previously like mm-hmm. that's that's community right like people who are flying across the country to like experience camp again with their friends mm-hmm. like and they're and they're and they some people did it three times like that like i want to continue that like i want to continue seeing that space being created for people mm-hmm. You know, in the same way it's being done with, you know, Burning Man or Feed the Future Fest. I think having a summer camp that isn't about drugs and alcohol, that isn't about glow sticks, that isn't about, you know, going and wearing small bikinis and advertising with with girls on, um, you know, on the beach. Mm -hmm. I think having a real summer camp that feels safe, transgender, you know, like all the things that we believe in sustainable food like should exist um so i'd love to see that continue to happen mm. and the digital detox side of thing there's so much with education and with policy and systemic issues with 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 the tech industry i mean i think facebook just recently introduced this new thing that if you're looking at at your feed or you're, you're looking at something that you posted it will say one of your friends is currently commenting and what does that do to your brain? Mm-hmm. Okay, then you're waiting. Well, okay, what did this? What's this person writing? Mm-hmm. You know, and then you've got this dopamine drip. So I think, for me, the future of campgrounded and digital detox, like there's so much opportunity. You know, there's stuff in schools. There's there's just a lot of work to be done, um, and I'm excited to see what kind of role I'll play in that. Mm-hmm. Um, not not interested in being famous. I'm interested in being someone who helps lend a voice um, or at least lends a voice to someone who can be the voice. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And I want to like, I want to love life all the time. That's it. Like I want, I want to really get to a place where it's, where it's not even a story. It's like everything becomes love. Like that's the goal, you know? Mm -hmm. And you know, I'd say, I'd say, I'd say I'm seventy percent there. Like I'm, I'm training right now. It feels like you're on your way to me. Um, you know, and it's hard. 
you know, but you look at something and you're like, oh, fuck that pan. And you're like, oh, that pan, I can clean it in like five minutes. I have a pan. Right, yeah. Subtle shifts in perspective. So, yeah, man, the future is unknown and the past is is unreliable. I think uh, George Harrison said that, Mm. Um, which is true. Um, Yeah. Well, thanks for thanks for sharing all that. I yeah. think that uh, you know, I probably speak for a lot of people when I say I'm personally inspired by the way you're handling the situation and the clarity you seem to have around it. You know, while still being a human being, and um, I'm personally interested to hear you make some music with you playing and singing guitar because that voice you're talking about, I feel like that everyone's voice. If you really listen, you can hear kind of like what their journey has been. And that's why it's so important for everyone to use their own voice and not try to sound like someone else because it's like only you have that experience to share. So, you know, I would love to hear it in that raw form. We could try it in a minute if you want. Yeah, let's do it. Um, Yeah, it's been, it's actually been like, I'd say a few weeks. The seizures, the seizures threw me off. Um, seizures are crazy mm-hmm. it's like going into a washing machine mm-hmm. with like really bad electrical you come out and you're, you think you're you mm-hmm. and like two weeks later you're like whoa I don't remember anything that <laughs> happened the last two weeks mm-hmm. and it starts coming back mm-hmm. um, and I'm glad that happened five weeks ago and not right now mm-hmm. like it's hardcore bro <laughs> you know it's like it's all it's all part of it yeah. All right. So thanks so much for sharing your story, sharing your wisdom and your perspective. Um, I'm really glad I get to go to camp in a couple of weeks and experience Camp Grounded, you know, personally. And then maybe afterwards we can check back in and now that I'll have the inside scoop of the experience. Yeah, man. I, and I appreciate, I really appreciate you reaching out and, and being patient with me getting back to you like eight months later or something um, everything happens when it's supposed to shows, shows a lot of grace and, and understanding I appreciate it yeah my pleasure yeah. alright brother we'll see you in the woods <laughs> see you in the woods <laughs>